0: Well, hello everybody. I'm Hal, and I'm Melanie, and we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. This episode is something that's a little ticklish, but it's really important. We're uh, we're talking about something which you're you're really seeing current events. Um, You know, just last year we we had the whole hullabaloo over Brett Kavanaugh's uh, confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court. Lots of accusations being made, and lots of things that were said, but weren't proven and a lot, you know, a lot of things coming in, but there was so much traffic about that. The question kind of came up, how can you avoid, how can you guide your young men in particular to keep them on a path where they're not going to be falsely accused? Because I think that's really what came down at the bottom, wasn't it? Lots of accusations, but no proof.
1: Well, and we're seeing this continuing on into this year Mm -hmm. with Me Too movement. Is accusations are flying all over the place, and you don't know what's true, what's not. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us are looking at our sons and th- and imagining them in those situations, and thinking, I don't want my son to ever be in that kind of situation.
0: No, of course you don't. It-
1: but you know, I think the very first part of it, though, mm-hmm. is we need to tell our boys: if you don't be in that situation, you need to stay out of trouble.
0: Right. Yeah, you know, the best way to say how trouble is not to not get into trouble, not to but get into trouble, not to actually be there to start with. Yeah. yeah,
1: because if you're if you're in trouble and you're accused, it's not a false accusation; it's a true accusation.
0: Exactly, and that's
1: even worse. Right. You know, I think we've got to start though, honey, with porn mm-hmm. because it is a huge issue among young people. What, what the statistics we read are like. Well over 90% of young men have an issue with it before they're 18.
0: Right. It, it's something which has just exploded over the past several years. And it's um, it, it's a thing which is, there are people who are trying to make, normalize it in the culture. And of course, that's not what we're raising our sons to do. You know, we need to remember that Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount in, in Matthew chapter five, starting verse 27, he says that that you've heard it said, you've read that you shall not commit adultery, but if you... If you look on a woman to lust after her, then you've committed adultery in your heart. And you know what? God looks on our heart as well as our actions. You know, he's concerned about what's in our hearts and our minds, as well as he is what we're doing with our physical body. And so we've got to take that seriously, just like Jesus warns us.
1: Yeah, I think there's another issue beyond the sin, which is the hugest issue. Right. I think there's another issue, too, though, with porn, is that because of the addictiveness Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of christians don't like when you say that say it's a sin it's not an addiction it's a sin and an addiction
0: you can have both (laughs) you can
1: have both yeah sadly sadly but i think that what a lot of people are missing Mm -hmm. is that the addictiveness the dopamine cycle Mm -hmm. drives people to seek deeper and worse and more intense experiences
0: yeah and in the nature of addictions is something that something that maybe starts out as a sin becomes a dependency you get into a cycle where you can't break free from the sin just like drug and alcohol abuse become addictive and yeah now you've got a medical condition on top of where you might have gone into sin to start with you've dug yourself into a hole that you can't get out of
1: and part of the problem is that as you dig into that hole as you were you're tempted to watch worse and worse stuff right and So very quickly ends up with guys watching stuff that make them think that women want to be abused.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: And first of all, that's wrong.
0: Right. Wrong. Okay. You're correct. It is wrong.
1: (laughs) But also that we don't want our boys to get those false, fake, bad ideas Mm -hmm. about, and the of sexuality
0: about how, how you're expected to treat a woman, whether it's your wife or your girlfriend or your sister or a coworker or whatever else, you know, that that's, that is part of the whole package of lies that comes along with pornography. And so, because the it, Lord created sex and it's a good thing within and the boundaries marriage. that gave it. Yeah. Within marriage, within the, between the guardrails that he puts out there. And so, that's a really, it's a poisonous thing to get involved with. It's something we need to be extra cautious about because it's so pervasive. It's and porn, it's
1: not sexuality. Porn,
0: not sexuality. <laughs> no, that's a different matter. But the pornography is a trap. And sadly, we hear cases where particularly young people have gotten swept into this or had dived into it with both feet. And then they're inspired to, to act it out. And so you really... Don't even start down that path. So that's that's the first advice you really want to give your young men is stay away. That is that is a a spiraling downward path that only ends in grief. And so don't go there.
1: And we need to be telling our boys that a lot earlier than we expect, Mm -hmm. because I I think that moms are thinking, oh, maybe when they're sixteen or seventeen, I I need to warn them to stay out of that stuff.
0: Well, that's not what we're hearing from the young men we meet at conferences and things. No, I mean we're hearing young men who are Twelve and thirteen years old who are struggling.
1: Well, we're meeting those teenagers now, right? That have been struggling since they were twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. But the research is showing that the average that that the average age of exposure is now between eleven and twelve. Yeah, and we're we're talking to parents who are finding kids being exposed to this stuff between seven and nine years old.
0: I mean, that's before they've even hit puberty. They don't. I mean, they're not even you know, sexually aware yet. And, and yet the, our enemy, the enemy of our son's souls is throwing this stuff in their path and drawing them into this sin before they've even, even reached the age, you know? And so,
1: so we need to be teaching our kids from a very young age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about good pictures and mm-hmm. bad pictures about yeah. how to, that, that the private areas of their mm-hmm. body are private. And so are everyone else's right. You know, we teach in an age appropriate way, but -hmm. it needs to be taught. And when you teach our kids, our guys, porn is just something they need to stay away
0: away from. Yeah. You know, one thing when these incidents come up in the media and you see things, whether it's a, a hearing before the Senate or an accusation in the, the entertainment world or whatever. So often, like nearly all the time, it eventually comes up. The parties were drinking. You know what uh, that that you see over and over again. Well, yeah, we were at a party. We'd had some things to drink, and and then something happened. You know, and and we're not here to pass judgment on alcohol. There's there's a balance of things in scripture about that. That's not really the point of what we're talking about here. But just the fact of the matter is, even if you consider that the use of alcohol in moderation is a matter of Christian liberty, and some people do believe that. The fact of the matter is that doesn't mean it's a, a good idea. If you're a young single guy going out to a party, going out with a young woman, you know, the, the, the apostle Paul that gives us those things about liberty says things that are lawful may not be profitable.
2: Yeah.
1: You know that uh, scripture does not forbid the use of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there are times that, that it even seems to be encouraged right. in different ways. Mm-hmm. However, Alcohol is, is a kind of spiritual anesthetic. It mm-hmm. numbs your conscience. Mm-hmm. And that's a very dangerous thing when you get guys and girls together. Numbing your conscience is not wise. No. And, you know, Proverbs 20 says, wine is a mocker, stronger drink is a brawler. And whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Mm-hmm. We need to encourage our guys that, you know, you probably don't need to be under the influence of, of alcohol mm-hmm. at all. With a female until you're married to her, you know?
0: right? And and that's a that's a good uh, a good rule of thumb. That's something that's a Christian liberty issue, which is best dealt with when you are not just a legal grown up, but when you are <laughs> adult in a, in a
1: safe situation. In a
0: safe situation, exactly. So avoid avoid the intoxicants. Okay.
1: Yeah, you know, a kind of similar issue though is you need to be careful who you, who you associate with, who you who you hang out with. Hmm. You know, I I personally know of several situations where an innocent person has been accused of a crime because the people they were with committed a crime they didn't even know about when they didn't even
0: see it. And and it doesn't have to get to the level of legal criminality. I mean, how often have we heard about people that got accused of something just because who they were associated with? Yeah. You know, just because they were. Well, like here's a case in point in in our local area several years ago, the entire lacrosse team at Duke University was accused of complicity in a really heinous crime. And it turns out the whole thing was a hoax. But for many, many months, these guys' lives were turned up on on their heads over something which basically because they were associated with the people that had the, the criminal accusation.
1: Well, it was believable. Because of the situation they put themselves in. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to be careful. Proverbs 13 20 says, mm-hmm. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools should be destroyed. Right. Or we need to warn our guys look around you at mm-hmm. your friends. And, and if you're hanging out with fools, you need to find a new crowd. And you know, <laughs> and
0: you know what? It's it's worth saying there are people who are fools and they do act foolishly. Not all yeah. the same. Sometimes even even sensible people have foolish notions and get swept into foolish situations. So stay out of that territory. Well,
1: Speaking of foolish situations, Mm -hmm. we need to just be cautious about how private we are. You know, we don't take the extreme view that, you know, Mm -hmm. you should never ever be alone with a member of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. You know, there's situations that are reasonable. However, we need to keep an eye on, Am I safe in this situation? Is my reputation safe in this situation?
0: You know, the I think the great example in that is in Genesis chapter 39 with the situation with Joseph and the wife of his master Potiphar. You know, he was not doing anything he should not have been doing. He was a servant in the household. He had tasks that he needed to do inside the house. And that was not bad. But... The situation was he went into the house when the master was away and the master's wife was there. And here's the underscored thing. He already knew she wanted him in a situation. She wanted to sin with him. She was trying to seduce him. He was fighting all of that off, but he still walked into a situation where if he had wanted to go down that sinful path, he had opportunity. And he already knew that she was laying a trap for his feet.
1: He probably should have run when he first saw her.
0: He probably should have said, you know what? I better take another servant in with me so that there's two of us that can kind of watch out for each other because this woman is dangerous. And so, so, so that's so a, we need to be yeah.
1: cautious. Mm-hmm. We need to avoid questionable situations. Right. And, you know, part of that is our own behavior, too. We kind of create, we can create questionable situations. Or
0: well, yeah. And, you know, that's one of the reasons we talked about this in some of our other. Situations. That's one of the reasons that we don't uh, we don't allow our sons when they're teenagers to to be babysitting other people's children, to be babysitting outside the house because it's just too easy to get falsely accused of something, and there's no credible witness that can refute the accusation. You know, so we just that's something we just need to be very aware of. Are you in a situation where you could be accused and? where there's really no defense against an accusation, that should be a red flag.
1: You know, that a similar thing is our guys need to know how to get out of bad situations.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, do they know what to do if they're dared to do wrong? Do they know what to do if they're with Mm -hmm. a group of friends and it's going south? You know, they're they're looking at things, doing things, talking about things they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 22, three.
0: Yeah. You know, Proverbs 22, 3 says that a prudent man foresees evil and he hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. OK, and that's again, we got to be open mind. I mean, clear headed enough. Our guys got to have their eyes open to say, hey, these are my friends and maybe one on one. They're good and reliable and sound. But, you know, in a group, the dynamics change. And maybe they're not able to resist temptation. Maybe they're not able to resist the call of the crowd. And I don't want to be swept into that. You
1: know, I think guys are particularly susceptible to dares and being afraid to be thought of as weak or foolish. Mm -hmm. And I think guys have a tendency to stay in a situation longer than they should because they don't want their friends to think they're a wimp. Mm -hmm. When really it takes far more courage to do what you know is to be right. Mm -hmm. Because you'd rather be right than be afraid of your friends. You know, the, the yeah. young man who does what he knows to be wrong because he's afraid of his friends is a
0: coward. And and we need to be training our guys on that. You know, there, there's a point to this uh, people. Sometimes we talk about this when we're talking about younger boys also, you know, why, why do boys seem so susceptible to dares? I think it's because we, We men, we guys, we males, we want to be thought of as strong and brave and capable, able to handle things. And we, um, you know, the way that dares are usually phrased with little boys is you're just a coward, you're chicken, you're scared. And that's really sticking a knife in a young boy. That's really saying, I know what hurts and I'm going to I'm going to poke you right there. And, and and try to prompt you to do something that you wouldn't otherwise do, because that's the most embarrassing thing I could say is that you're a coward. And so you know we kind of talk to our boys about that and be upfront with them and really train them to think about what is true courage, what's true nobility and true honor in your behavior, and to listen for the voice of God's spirit, not the spirit of this world. Wow,
1: because that's just what I was thinking, Cal. I was just thinking that mm. that we want to encourage our guys that if they feel uneasy to listen, Mm -hmm. if they feel like something's not right here to listen to that, Mm -hmm. prompting the Holy spirit and get out, you know, because although the bet, the best way to avoid the appearance of evil is to avoid evil. Mm -hmm. But sometimes our guys can be accused because even though uh, it's someone else doing evil, just because they're in the situation, they may not even know anything about it. And we need to encourage them to listen to the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit the Holy Spirit says something's not right you know what listen act on it.
0: it it is funny i I know when I was younger i was I was really hesitant to do that because it just seemed like that doesn't I don't see this I don't see evidence my logic is not answering for it but I've had enough experience in life and and that experience came pretty early on um, to say. Sometimes the Lord seems to put something in my path that I can't explain and I can't put my finger on it. And I can't even say for certain that the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, but something gives me an unease. Something makes me feel like this, this doesn't, this doesn't mesh with what it ought to be. Pay attention to that. I've learned that so often, so often that if, if I just pay attention to it and, and Take that as perhaps guidance of some sort. That oftentimes I find myself rescued out of a situation that later on I say, Whoa, I boy, I dodged a bullet that time. Well, so, look, I think we need to take a little break and hear okay. from our sponsor, right. but we'll be right back. Don't go away.
2: Bridgeway Academy, established in 1989, is the leader in home school education with products ranging from individual classes to full-year curriculum to a private accredited academy. Bridgeway has everything you need for homeschool success. They've revolutionized the homeschool experience by introducing personalized, customized programs and the packages that fit your students' learning and personality style. For 30 years, they've been supporting families and organizations through homeschooling, helping craft the experience that fits your unique needs and goals. They've learned a lot about what works and what doesn't. As a Bridgeway family, you get the advantages of that knowledge without the bumps and bruises they gained along the way. Bridgeway Academy is your trusted partner for kindergarten through 12th grade home education. Visit homeschoolacademy.com for more information. That's homeschoolacademy.com.
0: talking about advice that you can give to your young men to help them stay out of trouble. Just particularly, we're talking about the kind of accusations that that derail your confirmation hearings in front of the Senate or might disrupt a uh, consideration for some honor or a scholarship program or the kind of things that will tear up your reputation. And we're seeing all over the place, people who are being accused of different moral failings. It's sort of interesting how, as the society has moved away from a common, generally biblical worldview as a cultural thing, as they moved away from that and tried to throw off all of the the guidance that God has given us morally, there's just one or two things that will blow you up in a hurry. And and they're reputational issues, which, you know, yeah, those are biblical too. And we need to be very cautious not to put ourselves in a situation where we can be accused of something.
1: And accusations may come Mm -hmm. despite everything that you do. But let it not be your fault.
0: They, you know what they accused Jesus and, 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 you know, he said the disciples, not greater than his master. And he said, you know, if they've said that the, if they've said that the, that the Lord himself, if they've accused him of being the personification of Satan, what are they going to think about the disciples? Honestly, I mean, Jesus told us, don't be surprised, but, you know what, you can put yourself in a situation where those accusations have a tendency to stick.
1: Where they're easier.
0: Where they're easier and and the accusations may be harder to refute, even if the truth is you're innocent.
1: Well, you want to lead a blameless life. You want to lead the kind of life that when people hear of the accusations, that they go, oh, no, that's impossible. Right. Right. You know, because they can't ever think of anything. Mm -hmm. That would have made them think that something like that was true about you. Mm -hmm. And so we've talked some about avoiding bad situations Mm -hmm. and how to stay out of stuff like that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Let's talk about kind of the other side of it. How do you have healthy relationships
0: with girls? And in a similar note, how do you build a positive reputation that will help refute false accusations in another situation? Yeah, You know, it's when you have it's when you've taken the, the care to build a reputation for integrity, honesty, uh, courtesy of of making good moral choices when the option is to do otherwise. You know, I'm reading a biography of George Washington now, and of course, there's there's kind of a, a mythology about George Washington. You have mm-hmm. to sort of discount a little bit of that when people talk about him. But. This is a very detailed, actually, it's, it's Douglas Southall Freeman's biography of Washington, and it is exhaustive. There's so much research went into that. But one of the things that, that he brings up, up is that Washington was very, very, very cautious about his own reputation. And, and so he, he said when people had praised on that, he made the observation, I have always endeavored to walk a straight line.
1: Oh, good for him. You
0: know, that is that has been his his guiding point was, I always want to be walking a straight line, never wandering about, never hesitating or, or, or sketchy in my behavior, but rather to say, I know the right thing to do and I'm determined I'm going to always do the right thing.
1: You know something that comes to mind when you say that, Hal? Hmm. I think about the way that boys have a tendency in locker room talk kind of hmm. to brag about Things that haven't never really happened.
0: Mm.
1: And that can get you in trouble if you're accused of something like that happening.
0: Yeah, because man, he's always talking about it. Well, you know, I
1: read a lot of mysteries and it's right. kind of a trope in the mysteries mm-hmm. that, that someone gets mad at someone and says, I'm going to kill you. Mm. And then the person is murdered, and the person who was unconscious in their speech mm. gets arrested and accused of the murder. And, yep. you know, that's one reason we've got to be cautious in our speech, that mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're bragging about conquest, then we can't be surprised if we're accused of a conquest. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> or,
0: yeah. And, and sometimes those accusations come from people who are not concerned about their own, about their own reputation. Yes. That's not, in fact, most likely, I think those kind of accusations come from people who want to share their own misery. You know, they they want to drag down the person who is actually showing them a better way and showing that you can walk a straight line.
1: Well, and, you know, we've got to remember that the harm, the harm to a reputation of someone who has, who is known for their loose morality. Mm -hmm. One more black mark against him is not going to be a big deal to him. Yeah. But a black mark against the, against the reputation of a young man who's trying to have a Christian witness is going to be a huge thing.
0: It's going to be scandalous. Like right. I don't need to fill in names, but you know, there are public figures right now in all sorts of walks that you look at and say you, they can, they can be accused of almost anything and it can, it can be believable and it doesn't change their reputation because that reputation's already bent and damaged and everything else. And, and yet just one whisper an accusation against a prominent pastor or a teacher or somebody in a position of, of moral rectitude, if you will, you know, corrupt cop, you know, corrupt cops are more scandalous than corrupt politicians. Right. Because right. politicians have a reputation for being
1: corrupt. dishonest. Sadly, and,
0: sadly enough, it shouldn't be, but it's the fact.
1: And in the same way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, someone who says, Oh, this is a, this is a, a preacher accused mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. It's a scandal because it ought never to happen. Precisely. And so, when we try to, when we have a reputation as a believer, scandal is is really horrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It becomes a very difficult thing to deal with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, one thing that we need to encourage our boys to do is to be gentlemen.
0: Okay, now you're getting difficult. Okay, now <laughs> you're now you're totally unpc. You are being.
1: That's me.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Next, you're going to tell me there's a difference between boys and girls.
1: There is, and you know what? I noticed that very early in my life. I'm kind of surprised how long it's taken some people. Why is this? (laughs) Yeah. Why
0: is this even a question? Well, you see, this is a thing, and and this is one of those things which I remember, you know, kind of working out as I interacted with young women socially, and especially as a young teenager. You know, you realize I don't get it. I mean, girls are just different. They think different. They act different. I don't understand how to talk to them. They they get their feelings hurt over stuff, which, you know, I, I'm so thankful that our sons, we had six boys one after another. And then then God gave us girls. And I was so thankful because in part, they've grown up with a girl in the household and they've had lots of practice understanding. You know what? You can't play with girls like you play with your, with your friend, your well, boys, I, I you
1: know, see, I see young men interacting together and the way they show affection for each other is they call each other names. Oh
0: yeah. They wrestle and they insult one another. One another right. You know,
1: with their, I see it with 20 somethings in their friends, you know?
0: Yeah. Honestly.
1: And yet
0: mm.
1: that girls don't find that
0: funny, you know? And, and, and the sooner our guys understand that the better for them, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, to embrace it. Hey, they're different because they are made differently for great reasons. Okay. When girls God insult doesn't... each
1: other, they mean it.
0: <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it.
1: And, you know, so we need to encourage our guys to act like gentlemen. They need to be kind. Mm-hmm. They need to be respectful toward everyone.
0: Yeah. And not just, not just girls. Not and, just girls and not just I
1: mean? the mm-hmm. cute girl they're impressed with, but they need to be kind and respectful toward
0: everyone. hmm
1: and mm-hmm. to be polite. Yeah. You know?
0: That courtesy. We've got an episode. If you look back in the archives, we we did a whole episode talking about manners. And it, they are important and they are biblical. But, and the,
1: you know, Timothy mm-hmm. says in First Timothy 5.12 mm-hmm. that the younger men should treat the younger women in the church as sisters
0: in all purity. That's what, yeah, that's what Paul told young Timothy, the, the so, pastor there.
1: As but, sisters, they should be friends. They should interact with them and do things with them and get along with them. Right. But impurity, keeping it completely away from that questionable stuff.
0: Without a whisper of reproach. A whisper scandal. Completely above it. Preserving
1: all sexuality from marriage.
0: Right. And so,
1: you know, keeping within the bounds of propriety. And we need to just encourage our guys to do that, to be gentlemen, to act like a Christian. That, you know. Yeah. (laughs) the girls and Mm -hmm. I had a long talk yesterday
0: I didn't hear about this yeah we
1: were traveling together and uh, I gave them reams of of advice including lots of embarrassing advice which they didn't appreciate Mm. and (laughs) I said I said but really all of my advice as a parent could be summed down could be summed by two sentences and those are act like a Christian Mm -hmm. and don't do stupid things (laughs) Okay, because there's some things that are not sinful but are stupid. Right. So, to act like a Christian and don't be stupid. That's my that's that's it. That's my total advice.
0: That that's that's my
1: motherly advice. It
0: all fits on a business card. (laughs) Okay. Well, but that. So
1: we should tell our boys. Yeah. Act like a Christian and don't be stupid. You know, don't get in questionable Mm -hmm. situations. Don't do things that make it more likely for you to sin don't play around with sin. Don't be stupid. Yes. Act like a Christian.
0: That's right. Don't put yourself in a circumstance where you could conceivably be accused of sin and people would tend to believe it, you know,
1: and but if, best
0: of all, stay out of sin altogether. And if
1: you're ever falsely accused and it's truly a false accusation, mm-hmm. then you can rest with the Lord and know that, that the Lord himself was falsely accused.
0: Well, and and as the apostle said, you know, if you, if you're punished for something that you didn't do, but you bear with it patiently, you know, that is that's to your glory. Yeah. You know, it said if you're punished for doing something that you are guilty of doing,
1: you deserved it.
0: I mean, OK, if you're patient about being punished for something that you've earned, well, well fine, you earned it. <laughs> that's good. But, Here's your
1: just rewards. But
0: if you are falsely accused, then, you know, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a different matter, and, and it does happen. And so we, we don't want our boys to entrap themselves. and So that's why we need to talk about these things, not to make them, you know, fearful, not, not to put them on red alert, say, oh, there's a girl in the neighborhood, and, and that's dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. No, it's not. No. It's not. But we want them to be aware, and we want them to be cautious, and we want them to show proper care. Yeah. I mean, to, not, act like gentlemen. to be careful of them, to be careful of themselves.
1: To act like Christians and don't be stupid.
0: That's right. Okay. okay. Remember so All of that. Yeah. that That's a capsule. Well, look, uh, it looks like we're about out of time. So let's kind of wrap things up. But we do want to say before we leave that if you are listening to this anytime close to the release, remember, we are going to be at the Arizona Homeschool Conference in Phoenix in just a few short weeks. Uh, July 17th, 18th, I believe is the date. I think okay. so. I think that's correct. I don't have my calendar. But and to, it is to today we're gonna be in New Mexico. We're gonna be in, in Albuquerque. Albuquerque at Resurrection Hill Church, Redemption Hill Church. Yeah. Check our website, Redemption Raising Hill. Redemption Hill. Thank you. Yeah. RaisingRealmen.com. Just go to the part that says events and you'll find a map and a calendar and a list of places we're gonna be. And if you'd like us to come talk to your church or support group or convention or whatever, please come out to our website you can come to halandmelanie.com. We've got a response form there and we'll get that discussion going because we love to meet with you people out there in the real world.
1: And to find our store and blog, go to raisingrealmen.com. We're everywhere on social media at Raising Real Men. And guys, I just want to say, it has been fantastic meeting so many of you during the conference season this year. Mm -hmm. It's fun to meet you face-to-face and thank you for
0: listening. All right, so... Until next time, we hope you'll join us again. I'm Hal.
1: And I'm Melanie.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Alan melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.